in our midst tonight. We are so honored. I am deeply humbled to be having a man of his status. He's a man heavily graced of God, mightily used of God around the world. And I'm not kidding about that. He's a no mean man of God. He's ministered in several places. I have been blessed tremendously by his ministry. Um, Dr. Bamidele Ayolowo is the general overseer of the Divine Life Ministries headquartered in Shagamu Ogun State, Nigeria, a medical professional by training. He answered the call of God and is involved in the ministry full time. In 1980, the Lord said to him, tell my people I am coming very soon. Hence, his messages always reflect this urgency. With God's help, he established Strength Renewal Fellowship in conjunction with a group of ministers of God from different uh, denominations as an interdenominational fellowship to reach out to other ministers of God from all walks of life. He's been very impactful in Christian retreats and ministers and leadership programs. Dr. Bamidele Anyolowo is committed to carrying the gospel of the kingdom to the unreached. With such passion for the, for the helpless and the unreached, the oppressed and underprivileged all around the world. He takes interest in training and raising believers to discover their callings and abilities in Christ and to release men and women from Satan's grip of ignorance in these last days. He is married to a lovely, amiable bishop, his wife, Mrs. Ade Peju Anyolowo, and they are blessed with wonderful children. Uh, before I bring him up, you can follow Reverend Anyolowo on the YouTube channel right there, Bamidele Anyolowo, just go on there, or Facebook, as a great man of God, who God has anointed and prepared for this meeting, highly, highly anointed and gifted in the operations of the Spirit. With Jesus' joy tonight, I want everyone on prayer, huddle, community, rise up on your feet with joy of the Lord. We want to honor and receive with gladness in our heart, uh, Father in the Lord, Reverend Dr. Bamidele Anyolowo. Welcome, sir. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I hope you can hear me over there. Yes, sir, we can. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, that's, Reverend, that's a little bit of echo. That should be sorted out. Yes. Amen. Very good now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm so glad to be here with all of us to have this opportunity to minister to us and to reconnect with Pastor Matthew after some years that we used to work together, uh, ministering for him here and there. And I'm glad to reach out. I'm happy that for what God is doing through him and in his life. I believe that all of us have been blessed so far with his life and ministry. And I pray that God will still take him to greater heights Amen. and make him a greater blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, okay, let me just have a short word of prayer with us 
uh, as we commence this message. Precious Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this hour in your presence. Thank you because in your presence, there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Holy Spirit, take absolute charge of this meeting. Speak to everyone under the sound of my voice. Release a word of healing, a word of deliverance, a word that will strengthen, a word that will restore the backslider, a word that will cleanse. Let Jesus be glorified. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. Amen. Now, I don't know where to start. Um, God showed me quite a number of things concerning this meeting, and I uh, believe concerning people that will be under this uh, ministration. So, um, should I start from there, or should I go straight to the teaching? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. As led by the Spirit, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, uh, as I began to pray for this program, the first thing I saw had to do with healing. Hmm. And that means that God wants to heal people that are listening to me. I saw somebody with severe chest pain. And I saw that that person just needed to shout, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And, the, and the pain will disappear. Whatever is responsible for that pain in your chest, the power of God, the fire of the Holy Ghost is taking it away right now. Just breathing deeply. If you are the person breathing deeply and take your healing right now. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I, yeah, I saw a woman that needed to be assisted to walk. It's like something wrong with the limbs. It could be stroke. It could be partial stroke. But I saw that they needed to assist that person to walk. And if God is showing that, it means that God wants to really heal that person and make that person able to walk on her own. So if you are there having problems with walking, whether there's any form of pain or any reason why you're not walking very well, I pray for you right now. Whatever might be the reason, is it arthritis? Is it stroke? Whatever it is, I command that problem to disappear. Amen. And I command you to receive your healing right now in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. The Bible says God confirms the words of his servants. Let this word go forth to every sick person. If you are that person that was not able to walk before, I just want you in the name of Jesus, as you receive strength right now, begin to take steps to walk. Begin to walk. Amen. Begin to move fast. Just move fast. Just release your faith because God is at work right now. God is releasing you. Those Amen. joints are being set free. The pain is disappearing. Strength is coming to the muscles. Strength is coming to your bones. Yes. You are released right now. Begin to walk. God Amen. has come to solve your problem. God has come to heal you. Hallelujah. Receive your healing. Receive Amen. your healing. Amen. Begin to do what you are not able to do before. 
Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And I want to use this opportunity to ask everyone, lay hands on wherever any sickness, any disease, or any problem has been. Just lay hands there right now. If God shows people being healed, it's because God has seen different people afflicted with sickness or disease. Just lay your hands where any sickness or disease is. And I believe you know that there's no distance barrier in yes. the spirit realm. Yes. That, the, that the power, the Bible says God sent his word and healed them. That means that word was sent right from heaven and it healed the people on earth. We are all on earth together. I'm sending God's word to you wherever you are now. So easy for that word to touch you and heal you. Amen. Just place your hand there as I pray now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I release God's healing power to every person having sickness or disease in any part of the body. The time has come for you to have testimonies. Jesus Christ took all sicknesses and diseases by the stripes that he received on the cross. Therefore, Satan has no right to afflict anyone under the sound of my voice with any pain, with any sickness, with any disease again. I rebuke that sickness. I rebuke that disease. I rebuke that pain. I rebuke that abnormality. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, be made whole. Receive supernatural touch of God and be made whole. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Thank God for your healing. Thank God for your healing. Yes, begin Lord. to check. Begin to check. Yes. God has touched you. God has healed you. God has touched you. God has healed you. Our God is alive and is real. We are not just doing religion. Yes. Other people have religions, but we have life. We yes. have power. Hallelujah. We have the real fire. Amen. The fire is still working today. Glory to Jesus. We have Jesus. seen the sick get hit all over. We have yes. seen people, we have seen the cripple jump up and walk. Yes. We have seen miracles take place. And yes. I believe God is touching you anywhere you are. That sickness is an enemy. It cannot stay. It Amen. has no right to be on your body. It cannot stay. It cannot stay. It is a stranger. And the stranger shall fade away. And Amen. they will come out from their secret places. Yes. Every stranger that has troubled you over the years, that stranger is leaving you right now. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I saw a group of people. It's as if they moved to another church. I saw some people moving to another church. Maybe from the church they were before. It might be somebody. might be some people listening to me. And God said, be sure of God's leading. Mm. Be sure of God's leading. Don't just move from your church. And the Bible, the Holy Spirit reminded me of Absalom. Mm. That people followed Absalom. Many people followed Absalom in their simplicity. Don't just move from church except you are sure that God is the one leading you. It is well with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, God showed me two single people 
sleeping together and living like husband and wife. And um, maybe they felt that their relatives, family members had already known about their relationship. So they took the liberty to begin to sleep together even though they are not legally married. Now, if you are involved in that kind of relationship and you are listening to me, let it be known that God has not changed his standard. The standard of the Lord standeth sure. Or the, 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 the foundation of the Lord standeth sure, having this seal. Let all those who name the name of the Lord, let them depart from iniquity. Yes. The word of the Lord in 1 Corinthians 6.18 is to flee fornication. And any relationship that involves you and the opposite sex and you are not yet legally married, recognized as husband and wife, should be discontinued if you intend to please God and to make heaven. And you don't want the judgment of God. Every sleeping together, every kind of living together illegally, unscripturally, should be broken, should be stopped. Otherwise, you yourself have driven out fire from your life by continuously living in sin. I pray that God Almighty will deliver those people that are involved, that God is speaking about in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, um, and I can see some people that, some people borrowed money from you. And the people have been dilly-dallying over the payment of that sum of money borrowed from you. I am praying right now in the name of Jesus Christ that the Spirit of God will give no peace or rest to those people that borrow that money because I see you need that money. And they are, they are, they are delaying and they have the opportunity of paying back. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that that money will be given to you and you have a testimony in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, I saw this revelation. I saw myself praying over a piece of cloth brought by some couples who are trusting God for the fruit of the womb. And I, I don't know you, but if you are under the sound of my voice, you are among those people trusting God for the fruit of the womb. Um, I don't know how we are going to do it, but... Um, you can contact me through Pastor Matthew that um, we are going to get some handkerchiefs. I'm going to, in obedience to the Holy Spirit, pray over the handkerchief. Pray over the handkerchief. And we will post these handkerchiefs to you. It has happened in time past that I have posted handkerchiefs prayed over to different people. They have received their healing. And they have also received fruit of the womb. We have testimonies along that direction. And so if you are part of those people trusting God for the fruit of the womb, the solution has come. Amen. The yoke shall be destroyed Amen. by the anointing. Amen. Particularly a man having low sperm count. God is visiting you. Your time of visitation has come. Amen. There shall be restoration and there shall be fruitfulness. Amen. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now, God showed me a man of God. You are a minister. You are listening to me. God said, you be very careful not to get involved in a case 
that might lead to being arrested and being made to face uh, interrogation. And the, I saw the officer talking to you and saying, it's a lie. You are a liar. Where is your real place? Where are you going? Why are you pretending? Are you trying to run away? Are you trying to escape? I pray that anything that will lead to embarrassment in your life, I reject it. I cancel it in Jesus' name. I want that minister to be careful. Make sure what you are doing is always right. And if you know that you are doing something wrong, correct it before this kind of thing ever comes to, 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 to manifest. We can prevent it. Revelations come so that we can prevent some things. So I want you to watch it so that it will never come to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I will just touch one or two more before I go to the teaching. I will postpone the other revelations till tomorrow. Now, as there's somebody under the sound of my voice. You have been having a dream, very similar dream. A large sum of money will be stolen from you in the dream. A large sum of money is regularly stolen from you in that dream. If you are that person, anywhere you are, I want to pray for you. And I want you to take it also that every spirit of theft hmm. that is being released towards you. Because in the, in the natural, in the physical, it will manifest that some major losses will take place after such dreams and on a continuous basis. I pray that the anointing of God will put an end to that manifestation of the devil in your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. The person involved, you might just discover that there will be financial struggle. I command an end to financial struggles in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Spirit that has been troubling you regardless of your location, when that spirit is around, regardless of the circumstances, the plenty around you, if that spirit is troubling you, you just discover that you are laboring in vain. Every power sent to make you to labor in vain, I cast out of your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Receive total freedom. Receive total deliverance. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So, let me give you this last one for today. Somebody listening to me, you lost a large sum of money through internet business, internet fraud. It, has, it just happened recently. A huge sum of money. Well, be careful with where you commit your money. But I'm praying for you. God is a restorer. And I pray that it, there will be divine restoration of everything you have lost. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Everyone listening to me that has lost some huge sum of money to one business or the other, I pray for you that supernaturally there will be a restoration and God will make the glory of the latter end to be better than the former and you forget the sorrow of that loss. There will be divine compensation for you. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. I will postpone other revelations. We shall continue by God's grace tomorrow. Let's look at this topic, this topic very well. Um, being ablaze 
with Holy Ghost fire and flag flagrance. Hallelujah. Now, I discovered from the word of God that everything about God is fire. Mm. Everything about God is fire. And so, it would be very strange if any of his children is not associated with fire. Mm. You look at God the Father. In Hebrews 12, 29, he's called a consuming fire. He's called a consuming fire. And um, God is son. If you look at Revelation chapter 1, Revelation chapter 1, verse 14 and 15, describing Jesus, his head and his ears were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. You can see Jesus' eyes oozing out fire. Every part of divine trinity is associated with fire. I want to remind you in Mark chapter 5, verse 7, that the mere appearance of Jesus Christ to that madman of Gadara, just Jesus appearing there, you know, the spirit inside that madman began to cry with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. What did Jesus do to him? Jesus had not even touched him. And he was already complaining of being tormented. And I know you, I, I hope you know what torments. If you didn't know that, I want to remind you of Luke chapter 16. When the rich man in Luke chapter 16, verse 24 said, And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. I am tormented in this flame. What does that mean? It means that um, this demon that was crying and shouting, see, I just did that thou torment me not. In another version, I think uh, maybe Luke, uh, maybe Matthew, Matthew 8, 29, he said, you should not torment me before time. That means, I know I'm still going to face the torment of fire, but the fire you are carrying is mm. tormenting me. I mm. want you to know that every child of God carries the same fire. We resemble Jesus. And if you carry that fire properly, you have a right relationship with God, and that fire is not quenched. If you come close to any person carrying evil spirits, they will detest, they will detect it, and they will begin to run from you. I have seen it happen a number of times. I remember I went to visit one family, and um, as I got to the, the, the staircase, their house girl just ran downstairs. And I began to follow her. And the more I followed, she kept on running. So I just went to tell my friend and the wife. I said, your house girl is carrying some strange spirits. They said, what did you see? I said, as soon as she saw me, she started running. And as I was following, I thought, uh, why are you running? She kept on running. 
Ah, they said, thank you very much. He has been handling our babies. He has been maltreating that baby, and we have been wondering. He just, that, he's just on probation. They just brought her here. Have, we have not even sealed the agreement. Now, that is very good information. We are sending her back immediately. We have been thinking of what we are going to do with her. You carry fire, ma. You carry fire, sir. So, this, you know, the Bible says, I will be a wall of fire in Zechariah chapter 2. Zechariah chapter 2 and verse 5. Let me have some water or tea. Zechariah chapter 2 and verse 5 says, For I said the Lord will be unto her a wall of fire round about, and will be the glory in the midst of her. Mm. Every child of God, you are surrounded with that fire. You may not see it, but the agents of darkness, they see that fire and they run. They know it because as soon as you come, the fire torments them. I remember a time, some people were conducting deliverance, and I just joined them. And as I came, I said, what was the problem? I just looked straight at that girl that was being delivered. As I looked at her, she just got loose from the other people that were holding her, and she started running away. She ran, and when she got to the wall of that uh, building with text coat painting, text coat, very rough, she just started hitting her head on the wall. I knew a suicidal spirit was inside her. And so I said, please, bring that girl here immediately. As they brought her back, I just commanded the spirit. Within a few minutes, the spirit left her, and she started crying that she has been delivered. Tears of joy came down her cheeks. What made her to run? She saw fire. Mm. You may not know that you are surrounded with fire, but it's impossible to walk with God and not be surrounded with this fire. Yes, this sir. fire protects. And this fire is also a, a, a torment to any enemy that wants to touch you. Yes. When he said, touch not my anointed, he has already surrounded you with fire. They can't touch you. They can't touch that fire. And that's what everyone should believe, that you are surrounded with fire, the pestilence flying around cannot come near you. Amen. In the, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So God the Son is associated with fire. Now, God, the Holy Spirit, is associated with fire. Revelations chapter 4, verse 5. Revelation chapter 4, verse 5. It says, And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. The Spirit of God is represented by fire burning upon or before the throne. So the Holy Ghost is associated with fire. And you remember that when the Holy Ghost first came down on the day of Pentecost, it came down upon everyone as tongues of fire. The Bible hmm. says in Acts chapter 2 and verse um, uh, 3, And there appeared unto them, Clothing tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. How come when it came, it did not come as cold water, but it came as fire? God is always associated with fire. Then you discover that not only the Holy Spirit, all the gifts of the Spirit, they are also associated with fire. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, Verse 6, 
you know, the Bible there says, uh, stir up the gift. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. That word, stir up, from the original, it actually means fan into flame. Mm. Fan into flame. The gift of God which is in you. If it has been, if it has come low, or if it has been quenched, fan it into flame. So the gifts of the Spirit are also associated with fire. And so God is associated with fire in every way. Angels of God are also associated with fire. You remember in 2 Kings chapter 2, just before Elijah will be taken away. Remember chapter 2 verses 11 and 12. The Bible says, And it came to pass as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind to heaven. Now you say, but we are only seeing chariots and we are seeing horses of fire. But you have to see something in verse 12. And Elijah saw it and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Who are these horsemen that were on the, on the horses? They were spirit beings. They were angelic beings. They were on the chariots of fire. So angels are associated with fire. And I hope you can still remember, in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 17, Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Chariots of fire of angelic beings all around Elijah to protect Angels are associated with fire. And I want to remind you of Psalm 104, verse 4, which Pastor Matthew quoted the Hebrew version of it. Psalm 104, verse 4. It says, He maketh the angels spirits, and who maketh his angels spirits is ministers a flaming fire. So even the ministers of God are made a flaming fire. Do you know that God's church, the church of God, is also associated with fire? If you check Revelations chapter 1, verse 20. Revelations chapter 1, verse 20. It says, The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. What is candlestick? What does candlestick represent? It represents fire. So even the churches are represented by fire. Do you know that God's word is also fire? Jeremiah 23, verse 29. You know, the Bible says, Is my word not like Fire, so the word of God is like fire. The word of God is like fire. Then, if you also read Jeremiah chapter 20 and uh, verse 9, he said, Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart, 
as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. Even the word of God is full of fire. Everything about God is fire. Do you know that even the love of God is fire? The love of God, 1 Peter chapter 4, 1 Peter chapter 4, and uh, verse 8. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. And above all things, have char fervent charity among yourselves. Do you know the meaning of fervent? Red hot. Have red hot charity. So love is also associated with um, fire. So the fire manifests as you love people. The fire will burn all the chaff of bitterness, all the chaff of hatred, the chaff of unforgiveness, and that love will radiate to everybody. It's unstoppable. I remember the song we used to sing in those days, the zeal of God has consumed me. It burns in my soul. A driving force that cannot be stopped and a fire that cannot be quenched. Okay, let me continue with that. Now, your spiritual life and disposition, God wants you to always be fire-filled. Your spiritual life and disposition, God wants you to be always fire-filled. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 11. He says, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit. That word fervent again means red hot. Red hot. Hot in the spirit. Serving the Lord. God wants us to do it with fervency. In Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 18. Verse 25. He said, this man was instructed in the way of the Lord, being fervent in the spirit. Apollos, being fervent in the spirit. We need to be fervent all the time. All the time we must be fervent. God does not permit us to come down. He does not permit us to be lukewarm. He does not permit us to get cold. He said, if you are lukewarm, I will spool you out of my mouth. If you are cold, you know you are not part of me. And if you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. So all the time, God wants you hot. There is no time for cooling down. There is no time for carnality. There is no time for walking in the flesh. There is no time for worldliness. We must be hot all the time. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay? Now, uh, your, labor, your prayer, your, your prayer and other labors for God should be full of fire. Your your, your prayer and other labors for God. Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. It says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluted you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Verse 13 says, For I bear him record that he had a great zeal for you, and them that are in Laodicea and them in Europe. Let me tell you something. As I was meditating on this word ablaze and fire, I realized that other words are used also that imply that ablaze and being on fire for God. And that word is fervent. You can see me using it fervent because it actually means red hot. And the other word is zealous. Zeal. To be zealous is the normal lifestyle of a Christian that is expected of a Christian. Not to be zealous is abnormal. 
Those people that are not zealous will be spooled out. They will be rejected. The moment you begin to lose your zeal, you are losing the focus of God for your life. Every child of God ought to be zealous. And that's why you see me using the word um, fervent, giving you reference to fervency, and then giving you reference to being zealous. So let's look at another word. That's zealous now. Zeal. Zeal. You notice that when um, Jesus Christ got to the temple to cast out um, those that were uh, selling there, they referred to, they said it was fulfilling a passage. Um, John chapter 2, verse 17. And his disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of thy house has eaten me up or has consumed me. So zeal obviously means fire because it's consuming. He said the zeal of the Lord has consumed me. So to be zealous is important. Let me confirm to you that zealousness has to do with fire. Uh, in Revelations chapter 3, mm. Revelations chapter 3, in verse 15, he said, I know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. You can see the situation here is lukewarmness. Now look, for, look at the solution in verse 19. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Be zealous, therefore, means what? That being zealous is the opposite of their lukewarm state. They were lukewarm, and that is, you know, it, it is neither hot nor cold. So it's not the state that God wants. But now, the solution I'm giving you is that you should be zealous. That means catch fire. That means become red hot. That means begin to show zeal towards everything of God. We see many people, they show zeal towards their job. They show zeal towards pursuit of money. They show zeal towards pursuit of husband or wife or visa. They show zeal towards acquisition of physical property. But they don't show zeal towards the things of God. In Luke chapter 12, verse 15, the Bible says, Beware of covetousness. For a man's life does not consist of the abundance of the things he possesses. I know many people are in a rat race to acquire, to acquire, get car on time, build a house on time, or buy a house on time. You just want to do things and acquire things. And in the process, you lose your fire. Mm. It's, it's so bad to sacrifice fire at the altar of pursuing money. It's so bad because you just want to make money. As a doctor, I remember that when we were doing our NYC. Oh, Gabarada, he Gabale Ketosh.
May we not lose our fire in the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at what, when we talk about the flagrance, it has to do also with being peculiar, being conspicuous, and particularly with character, with good works. If you look at Titus, Titus chapter 2, verse 14 says, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. That's fire again. Peculiar people, zealous. They are desperate to do good works. Mm. They are determined to manifest good works. That's the meaning, zealous for good works. To be zealous means to be eager, to be ardent, in your pursuit. You are not doing it lackadaisically. It burns you. It's driving you. It's a driving force. You want to preach. You want to share your faith. You want to live a holy life. You want to show the love of God to all the people around you regardless of their class. 
you are not so class conscious. You are not so status conscious. You have learned from Christ the spirit of humility. He said, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. So that is the natural state of Jesus. And so if you have been working with him and you are working with him, that you will not be so class conscious. You will not be so uh, status conscious. Your, your wealth, your education, your degree. And so you look down on others. That's not the spirit of Christ. When you are in genuine fire, you are zealous of good works. And you want to manifest these good works to everybody. In Titus chapter 3, verse 8, he said, this is a faithful saying. And these things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. Careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. God wants us to be peculiar in manifesting good works. Good works of love. Good works of holiness. Your character must manifest Christ. They should take note of you that you have been with Jesus. Anyone that has been with Jesus, it will show with life. It doesn't show with religion. It doesn't just show with carrying Bible. It doesn't just show with singing well. It doesn't show with just being a good usher. It shows in your lifestyle. The people working with you will say, something is peculiar about this person. His character shows Christ. The false disciples, they call them Christians because they talked, they behaved, they lived like Jesus Christ. They had the same love, the same authority, the same holiness. Those are people still ablaze. By the time you begin to get angry anyhow in your place of work, get angry anyhow to your neighbors, they begin to see that this character does not resemble Christ. They will say, and he calls himself a Christian. Please don't lose your fire. Tell your neighbor, anybody close to you, never lose your fire. Never lose your fire. Because there is nothing comparable with this fire. I cannot sacrifice that fire to pastor a church in America. I cannot sacrifice that fire to pastor a church in Canada because money is not as important as this fire. I cannot sacrifice this fire for any form of comfort or convenience anywhere. This fire is so important to me. I want to be exactly in the will of God showing forth Christ. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. We are choosing a peculiar people that we always show for good works. Let your lights so shine before men that they may see your good works. I hope you know that fire is always conspicuous. There's no time fire is burning. We, we had a fire incident around here. And it was in the night. People from far and near, they saw the fire from a distance and all of them ran close. Fire always attracts attention. If you are carrying fire, you cannot hide your Christianity. If you are successfully hiding that you are a Christian, genuinely converted in your place of work, and nobody recognizes it, the fire is gone. You are not carrying the genuine fire. When Jeremiah tried to hide the fire, he said it was impossible. He said his word was inside me like fire. I could not hide it. It had, I had to speak it out. If you successfully quench your own fire, it must be a small fire or a non-existing fire. You mm. cannot keep quiet. Fire burning in any human being makes you restless. You cannot keep quiet. 
Even when the law of the land says keep quiet, you can't keep quiet. You will find a way because it's burning you. You will find a way of expression. Fire cannot be quenched. Genuine fire. And the Bible says the fire on the altar must never go out. Leviticus chapter 6, I think. Leviticus chapter 6, I think it's verse 10, 12 and 13. 12 and 13. And when you talk about the altar there, the altar is the place of prayer. The altar is the place of sacrifice. The altar is the place of offering. The altar is the place of fellowshipping with God. It must never lack fire. You, your, your, your fellowship with God must be consistent. Your fellowship with God must be sound. Your fellowship with God must be deep. Your fellowship with God must, 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 must be qualitative. And it must also be long. You must enjoy being in his presence. Those who rush in and rush out, they, are, they cannot be saturated with that flame. They cannot be saturated with that fire. You need to be somebody that will be ready to stay at that altar for long. And that fire will come around you. We have heard of men of God that as soon as sinners saw them, sinners said, you convict me of sin. He had not said any word. The fire around him was already touching the heart of that person. I remember when Paul was preaching to one of those kings. And I remember that the king said, what did the king say at that time? The, the king said that you almost make me a Christian. And he said, it's not only you I want to be a Christian. In fact, everyone that is around here, I want them to also be converted to Christianity. When you carry that fire, it does not, it does not, regard, it does not have regard for anybody. Mm. That fire, it is not by, even if it's a king or a general, when you carry the fire, you are not afraid to spread it to anybody. You don't mind going to White House. You don't mind going anywhere with that fire. I pray that somebody who has lost his fire there will get it again, will catch it again in the mighty name of Jesus. So it has to do with zeal. And that zeal is manifesting good works, is in character and spreading the word of God with all eagerness, spreading the word of God with all um, um, fervency. Praise the name of Jesus. So now, um, just a few more minutes. When, so a few points about this uh, uh, fire again. When you are lukewarm, Jesus does not love it. Because lukewarm people are not zealous. They are not ablaze. Lukewarm people need to repent and get ablaze by being zealous again, like I quoted in Revelation 3 earlier. Now, they thought they had all that they needed. They thought they didn't need anything again. That's that church in um, Revelation chapter 3. They thought they didn't need anything again. And he told them, you are still wretched and poor. You still need to come to me. Buy of me genuine gold. When you think you have everything, you are relaxed. You feel comfortable. Nothing is pushing you again. Just know you have lost your fire. Mm. Those that have not lost their fire, they are eager. They want to read more Bible. They want to pray more. They want to preach. They want to share their, their faith with somebody. They want to change something in their lives. There, something is always pushing them to change when the fire is still on. Is your fire still on? If you are lukewarm, God says he will spew you out of his mouth. Lukewarm people, they live by convenience. They live by convenience. They, not by conviction. 
It is what is convenient for me. It's not where God is leading me to. It's not what God is telling me. It's mm. what is convenient. And what is convenient many times may not be God at all. It's, they are not compassion-driven. They are just driven by pleasure. Look one people. Just where is their pleasure? Where is their comfort? Where is their money? When you are led by those things, you have lost your fire. I pray that your fire will be restored. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So to be ablaze all the time is what the Lord expects of you as born again children of God. I read that from Titus 2.14. He said, we have been chosen to be a peculiar people, uh, zealous unto good works. And I read to us Colossians 4, 12 and 13 earlier of Epaphras, laboring fervently. That the believers would um, we stand complete and perfect in all the will of God. When you are ablaze, you leave your comfort zone to reach out to help others and impact them with the gospel. Thank God for what Pastor Matthew is doing. He's leaving possible comfort zone to organize something to reach out to others. Everyone should be interested in reaching out to others. When the eagerness and desire to reach out to others is lost, you have lost your fire. Colossians chapter 4, verse 13. Colossians chapter 4, verse 13 says, For I bear him record that he has a great zeal for you, for others. And them that are in Laodicea and them in Hierapolis. And he said he was praying for others that they will stand perfect and complete in the will of God. When you hear a Christian saying, Me, I don't want trouble, I just mind my business. If any Christian that only minds his business, he has lost his fire. He has lost his fire. I don't want to dabble into any other person's, uh, any, any person's life. If he wants to go to hell, let him go. Let, every, let him just do his own. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a pastor. You have lost fire. Mm. You must. The people with fire will always be concerned about other people's needs. Other people's needs become a burden to them as much as possible. They want to meet their needs they, by prayer, by physical reaching out they, and preaching. They want to share with others. And it's regardless of denomination. If you understand Christianity, it doesn't have to do with the denomination. Anybody that is a child of God is your brother. And if you see the person in need, you want to reach out when you are still carrying that fire. The original Christianity we understood and received does not care about your denomination. He said, I don't care. We had a song. I don't care what church you belong to. As long as on Jesus you stand. If by grace through faith you have been saved, you are my brother, give me your hand. We want to help any child of God anywhere, regardless of race, regardless of color, regardless of tribe, and regardless of status. We don't have, when you have status in Christianity, it is those who have lost fire. Jesus left glory to come down and he related with the poor people. He was called a friend of sinners and poor people. So he came down. When you carry the genuine fire, not strange fire, you will not have class issue. You will not have status issue. You will reach out to as many people as possible and there will be no hindrance. Now, number, is it number three? When you are blazed, Okay, number four. When you are blessed, it positively provokes others to good works. It builds them up. It makes those who are lukewarm to repent. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse two. Second Corinthians chapter nine, 
verse 2. For I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achaia was ready a year ago, and your zeal has provoked very many. People that are zealous with giving, it will affect others to give. People that are zealous in winning souls and reaching out to others with love, it will affect others. Others will be, even be wondering, what does he want from me that is helping me so much? They, you know, people that carry that fire, other people that are lukewarm don't even understand them. This person has a motive. What, why is he interested in helping me? When you understand God, you are interested in helping people to any extent. said, you have provoked other people by your works. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 12. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 12. Even so, ye, for as much as you are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that you may excel to the edifying of the church. You must not abandon spiritual gifts. Every believer, it is the desire of God. He has deposited some measure of the gifts of the Spirit into every believer. You must be zealous to have your own. Don't say me, I'm not interested in spiritual gifts. I just want to make heaven. That's another evidence of people that have lost fire. Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, he said, follow after charity. Yes, the love of God, holiness, and desire spiritual gifts. But rather that you may prophesy. You must desire everything that God has to offer you. That's somebody who is zealous and somebody who is still ablaze with fire. You must be zealous after spiritual gifts. Cry unto God for spiritual gifts. When we were growing up, we were told to pray on any spiritual gifts we wanted. I said, I want all. And I was praying to God, I just want all. I just want all. I just want all. I thank God God answers prayers. Amen. You, you, you will discover that when you are zealous for spiritual things, God gives them to you. Now, being ablaze makes you to not to be able to watch or keep quiet before people that disobey the word of God or despise the Lord with their actions and words. That means when people around you despise God and they despise his, uh, his works with their actions, with their utterances, you are not able to just keep quiet and be watching them. When people around you are living in sin, it gets to a stage that your spirit is provoked to do something. We saw it in Jeremiah 29. He said his word was inside me like fire. I could not keep quiet again. I just had to utter it out. And we saw it in the ministry of Jesus. He could not keep quiet. He drove out those people from the temple. That is what... People on fire. That's what happens. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16, we saw it. He said, for though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yeah, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. You see somebody that is on fire, it's composed. I must just preach the gospel. I can't just keep quiet. No matter the law of the land, I must just preach the gospel. You saw people in the early church, even when they were warned not to preach the gospel again, did they stop? They went on preaching. Even after they had been beaten. In Acts chapter 5, they were beaten and they were warned again. The Bible says immediately they left. They kept on preaching. See them. In Acts chapter 5, verse 40. And to him they agreed. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus. And they let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council 
rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. These are people who have just been beaten. And the next thing, they kept on preaching. Does that look like the Christianity we have learned in our days? I think we are becoming more rational, more reasonable, more sensible than spiritual. We reason out with the unbelievers. We try to understand what the world is instructing us to do. We disregard the words of our master Jesus. We need to get back to the old time way, being fanatical for Jesus. I've seen some people in UK just went to the so to some squares and began to shout, or even to, in US, began to shout there, this nation was built and founded on the Bible. We must repent. We must come back to the Bible. People are trying to stop him. He kept on preaching. He said, no, our fathers, our fathers of this land, they, they, they founded it on Christ. They founded it on the word of God. Old time fire. It must come back to you. Amen. A fire that cannot be quenched. Amen. A driving force that cannot be stopped. It Amen. must come back to the church in Amen. the name of Jesus. He said, the zeal of the Lord has consumed it, has eaten me up. What does it mean? The ex extraordinary concern for the, uh, for the work of God, for the temple of the Lord. Intense concern that worship must be pure, not polluted in the temple. That was what made him to drive them out. What does it mean? It has eaten me up. It has absorbed me. It has engaged my entire attention and affection. When will the word of God affect and engage your entire attention and affection? It, can that be said of you right now? That it has, the word of God has affected your attention and affection. It has surpassed all other feelings so that it has become the number one great absorbing affection and desire of my mind. Is that what is happening in your own life? If not, Check that fire again. Something has gone wrong. I think I have to stop there for today so that we can have time to talk to God. Everybody, let's talk to God. Let's talk to God. What has happened to your own fire? You need to get it back. You need to get it back. Have you become so comfortable? The Bible says, one to them that are at ease in Zion. Are you living by convenience? Are you living by pleasure? Have you lost the fire? Have you forgotten that you are bought with a price? Are you living for yourself? Let's talk to God now. Let's talk to God. Restore my fire. In the name of Jesus, Lord, restore, restore, restore my full fire, full fire, full fire. Full fire, full fire. In the name of Jesus, full fire, full fire. Malagaragarabaya. Membrodos sopre begede kushke de gede hodos. Lombrodos socotambeish. Yembre bikoros tutiados. Lembra baba, all the panelists. Let's pray. Baruto on mute Let's pray, let's pray. Let's talk to God. Yourself, everyone on the panel. Boho Shabbat. Let's talk to God. Let's talk to God. Lord, the fire in the name of Jesus. 
In the name of Jesus Christ, we rode Lord, we in Jesus name we pray Amen. by the rivers of Babylon they remember Zion no matter where you are never forget the presence of God never forget that where you are coming from is from heaven and you are going back there this world is not our home we are strangers we are pilgrims Nehemiah was in the palace in a wrong place and when he remembered that the, the that Jerusalem and the walls had been broken he wept and fasted in that same palace as the palace where you are over there the palace of pleasure the palace of wealth has it made you to forget God has it made you to forget that what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world but lose his soul has it made you to forget that we are going to a heavenly home a heavenly city where the streets are made of gold the best place our home our home country is not america our home country is heaven have you forgotten that you must not forget let us pray that we will not because of where we are forget where we belong shall we pray in the name of jesus oh yes lord oh yes lord we pray that father we would not forget where we belong nebro boko saparaga de de grebido shabarandiados lengre gede zembre merede de lebelos let everyone on the panelists let's begin to raise our voices together in prayer hananama aramanas moses was in the palace lord lord right from that palace he caught fire and he remembered i am not an egyptian I am a Jew, and he abandoned the prosperity of the palace. He abandoned the pleasure of the palace. He went to mingle with poor slaves. He was pursuing the recompense of reward. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you,
in the mighty name of thank you jesus in the mighty name of jesus in jesus name we pray Amen. Like we said, when you are still carrying that fire, you will not become self, I mean, self, um, just self-serving. You will not become selfish. You will not focus on yourself alone. All my money is just for myself. Let nobody disturb me. Let nobody ask me for anything. I am trying to build myself, build myself, help myself, build my mansion. When you are like that, you have lost the real fire. Because when you are still carrying that fire, you can't keep it to yourself. You want to reach out to others. You will not hide. Let me hide my address so that they will not call me, so that they will not talk to me, so that they will not begin to ask me for anything. Don't, you can't hide. You cannot hide. You will be concerned about them. Nehemiah from the palace of wealth. He remembered the poor people where the place was broken. Moses from the palace of wealth that could have become the next pharaoh. He went to identify with the slaves because that is where I belong. Have you forgotten where you belong because of the land where you in, where you are in? Call upon God to have mercy on you. Father, please forgive me. I have lost my focus. Restore yes. that focus today. Let's just pray that prayer as we round up. Father, in the name of Jesus, we begin to pray, O oh Lord, that you will recalibrate our focus. You will recalibrate our hearts in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Lord Jesus, your grace, your help, to help us recalibrate, to help us refocus, oh God, and set our affection on things above in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, help us, Lord. Help us, O Lord, Thank to you, Lord. correct where, O God, we're channeling the momentum of our hearts in the name of Jesus. Yes, Thank you, Lord. The Father, O God, there will be a recalibration between us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. in Jesus' name, we pray. That zeal to ask of God, nations for an inheritance. It is for us to do. Those of us on fire, we will still ask that God, we must capture this nation for God. Any nation you are in, you are there for that purpose. 
You are there to establish the kingdom of God. You are not just there to make money, but you are there to establish the kingdom of God. Anyone that has forgotten that is an ambassador for Jesus, not for any other nation, but for Jesus, for the kingdom of God, he has lost fire. You must not get to any nation and forget that you are there to establish the kingdom of God, that you are in this place, in this season for a purpose, to establish the word of God, the kingdom of Jesus Christ, not just to gather money. Don't say, I came here to make money. Oh, let nobody disturb me. I'm not here for church. Ah, you are already a backslider. Anybody talking like that has lost fire totally. I am praying for you under the sound of my voice. Whatever has deceived you to say that you are just there where you have to make money and you have forgotten the person that shed his blood to buy you. I pray that God will give you mercy for repentance right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that as in the process of mingling with people. You know, there is what is called the spirit of the land. In every nation, there are reigning princes and they have different traits that they put on people. So maybe the princes of the land you are in, they have convinced you as you mingle with people that you are just here to face your work. Some people said, look at praying nations. They don't have progress. And they see that as revelation. They said Nigeria is praying. Where is their progress? He said, but see, China is not praying. They have progress. That is total blindness and ignorance. The, you know, common sense to some people, it has replaced spiritual knowledge. That is no revelation at all. It's nonsense. If you have lost focus because of the reigning princes, I pray that today you will be delivered from the princes of the land in the name of Jesus. Amen. Princes of every land, they introduce wrong beliefs, wrong doctrines, wrong character. Whatever deposits of darkness that have been put into your life by the princes of the land, we uproot them by fire in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever has poured coldness to your spirit, we eliminate such right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. I command fresh fire upon every listener. Let fresh fire fall upon you. Let fresh fire fall upon you. Let fresh fire come upon you. Let, re let revival take place in your spirit. Let yeah. revival take place in your soul. Amen. Amen. Let the zeal of the Lord of hosts take over your life again. Amen. Let that zeal become a constant passion in your heart. Amen. That will become a driving force for your life henceforth. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let that fire make you restless. Let that fire make you to speak the word of God and to do the will of God wherever you find yourself in the name of Jesus. Amen. As many as have lost identity yeah. because of the spirit of the land, regain your identity now. Amen. Regain your identity now. Amen. As many as have just lost everything, they have, they have pretended to be who they are not. Some people married in Nigeria, when they get abroad, they pretend as if they are single. They have lost identity. They have lost focus of heaven. I'm praying for everyone under the sound of my voice that the spirit of repentance will come upon you. You will remember that you have a heavenly pursuit and a heavenly home that you are heading for. Today, I command that spirit to come upon you to give you that revelation again in the name of Jesus. Amen. And anybody living a false life, they're just living a false life, a wrong name, different name that you are bearing, in Nigeria, a different name you are bearing elsewhere. I pray that you regain your proper identity in Christ. 
Amen. Your focus will be Christ. Amen. Your focus will no longer be visa. Your focus will no longer be residency. Amen. Your focus will be heaven. Your Amen. focus will be Christ Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The standard of God does not change. Liars will not go to heaven. The liars will find their place in the lake of fire. Whatever has made you comfortable with lying, I pray you be delivered from such. Amen. You must be delivered today. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we celebrate the Lord for his word tonight? Hallelujah. Celebrate him. We give him praise. We give Amen. him glory. What a word. He say he sent forth his word and his word healed and delivered them from their destructions. He said the word of God is hammer, is fire, and the word of God is indeed quick, sharp, powerful, penetrating and dividing asunder the, 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 the soul from the spirit, the bones from the marrow. If you've been blessed by the word tonight, I want you to, you know, put your hallelujah in. Glory to God yeah, as we proceed. Amen. Amen. Tonight, one of the things that the Lord has asked us to do, and I want us to understand spiritual import of this. This is not a regular um, prayer huddle of one hour. We, we are tiring before God. We are waiting on him for him to give us the fullest of everything he has. Amen. I'm going to try everything I can to turn it over to Tommy. We have a wonderful, dynamic lady of God. She's going to be leading us in praise, praise worship, powerful praise. You know, it, I, I love the fact that they, 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 we've had series of worship, Veronica started, we had prayers, those prophetic prayers of what to expect tonight, and Reverend has come with the word. Don't leave tonight until everything God wants for you is released. Amen. Now, we want to do something really quick, just before Tommy comes on. Um, woman of God, I'm going to hand it over to you shortly. It's so good to have you on here. God bless you, ma'am. Um, I'm going to read some of the prayer requests, and I'm led by the Spirit of God to invite Reverend to join me on the healing prayers. Uh, Reverend has a very unique gift in healing. I think I am growing in the school of the Spirit, in the school of healing gifts. Um, I want I want Reverend to come join with me, double anointing tonight, joint anointing. We're going to be praying for some of the people trusting God for healing. Now, um, let me read out some of the prayer requests, and then I would read the healing last. Amen. So we have majority of the prayer requests that came in tonight, an expectation for 2021. Please get this. Prayer request is different from your expectation for 2021. You say the expectation of the righteous will not be cut short. So there are things you are looking forward to in your life for year 2021. Send that in the course of these two days. So most people said they are crying to God uh, for fresh fire, um, Reverend, fresh fire and healing and direction, clear clarity. In, in, in direction, what to do, what where to go, how to take the next step in year 2021. 
and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So that is majority of the prayer requests that came in. My wife just put those in, in everything in that bracket. Then we have some more specific ones, um, direction on career path and that God's will and purpose will be fulfilled in my life. Um, also for my debtors to begin to repay. This is from um, Farouk in Canada. Um, asking that all his debtors begin to pay him back and God's will and purpose be done in his life. Another prayer request here is for God to give me clarity on his will, purpose, and intention in my life. I wish I had the names on here, but um, if you go on the chat, I think it's on there. Then this prayer is for his healing. I'm going to leave it at the end. Let me jump because I want us to start with the healing. Then we touch other prayer points. Then we have prayer for strength in all power, according to his glorious might. Um, this is somebody asking for strength. I tell you something, living in America and the Western world can place a lot of demand on people because of the different stressors that bond them out. And you need strength. You need that strength like Elijah had to overtake chariots. Okay, I see that, Kelechi. I'm going to pray for that. Somebody said, okay, we have some healing coming in. I will read all that. Now, this person is also asking as a minister, fire for evangelism um, to be reignited with boldness. This person is praying for boldness and double portion of Peter and Paul's kind of zeal. And then there's prayer for clarity and direction and open doors. And then there's another prayer for full fire of the Holy Ghost and grace to do everything with his guidance and leading in 2021. Now we will bracket, we'll put all those prayers together, we'll bucket, bucket it all together and speak over them. But the one I want Reverend to start with, Reverend, I have my sister here, Veronica, um, healing for our daughter's eyes. Um, I began to minister to her and I was still going to do a teaching on the healing bread. We're going to break communion on healing, but she began to see uh, improvement in that child. That child has been improving in the various series of prayer huddle meetings. She's been telling me about it, but she wants complete healing for her eyes. There's a, there's a very, very um, um, strange diagnosis, medical diagnosis. And she's been saying, I agree with God's word. My children were created perfect, nothing broken, nothing torn in cell and their tissue. And they're trusting God for a new house and a debt-free life. And also, um, I have a prayer request from Kelechi, Kelechi in Michigan. She's asking for healing and recovery for their son, Muiwa. Muiwa was, I think, rushed to the hospital yesterday. We're going to ask that the healing power of God will restore that child. There's another um, request for healing, healing for autism for my son. Um, I don't know who this is. It's an abbreviation, um, but um, it's autism. Okay, I think I, yes, this is a family I know from um, Connecticut, and we are agreeing with them. They want healing for their son. Um, I, I, I pray that tonight as we agree, the healing power of God will touch. There's another person, um, this is from, um, Leke's family. It's a prayer request for healing of my sister and, our, and my brother-in-law. So both couple are dealing with COVID-19 right now in ICU. So those are about the healings 
that we have seen. I don't want to leave out anyone in the healing. If there's anyone I'm leaving out, please let me know. Say, okay, now I, I have one. This is anonymous. I was, this is just a recent diagnosis. Um, we, the person don't want to put the family in panic. So it's, there was a recent diagnosis of celiac disease. Celiac is one of those uh, um, inflammatory conditions. So um, that, that has to do with the GI. We're going to be praying that that diagnosis will not stand. We are going to, we're going to write it off by the writing and the speaking of the blood of Jesus Christ. Let me see if there is a lot more on healing. Okay, I have Rich. Uh, Rich from um, Florida. Rich from Florida is trusting God for perfect healing for his wife. His wife had um, COVID and she recovered from COVID, but we're trusting God for full um, reformation of the airway and all the lung function and all the organs that might have been harmed by the um, COVID uh, pandemic. Now, I think that is all the healing. So uh, before I hand over to uh, Reverend, I want all the panelists to do something for me. And Tommy can give us a very soft sound, soft um, piano sound. I want all those on the panelists, we want to begin to thank God in the spirit, in tongues. Everybody in tongues. As I hand over to Reverend for the healing power of God on every child, man, every woman, in the mighty name of Jesus. Over to you, Reverend. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The healing anointing is available. The healing anointing. And I release that healing anointing upon the person with autism. I release the healing anointing upon those eyes of that child to make those eyes perfect. Hey. To make those eyes perfect. To cause those eyes to be perfect. The mm. word of God says every good and perfect gift is from above. Yes. And I agree with the faith of the mother that the eyes of my child were made perfectly. 
Because the Bible says you are wonderfully and perfectly made. I pray for that child that the original maker will make those eyes perfect again. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray for the cure and remover of celiac disease. I pray for supernatural healing. Amen. Supernatural healing. Amen. That will surprise the medical team. Amen. Let there be divine visitation to that person with celiac disease. Amen. To clear that disease completely in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let the power of God visit that person with autism. Let all the symptoms and manifestations of autism disappear by fire in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray for everybody struggling with COVID-19 symptoms. And those that have recovered but they are still having symptoms in the chest, in the lungs. The almighty God, Jehovah Rofeka is his name. I pray for you where you are. Let the healing power of the almighty God come into your entire body. Let every COVID-19 symptom disappear. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Anyone in the emergency care station, I pray that the power of God will visit you right there. Amen. And discharge you from among all other patients in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray that as you have sent your request to this house of God, because this is the house of God. I pray that the healing power of God will go forth from here. All those COVID-19 patients, wherever they are, I pray that the symptoms will disappear by fire in the name of Jesus. Amen. We are praying for every sick person. Yes. Whatever may be the diagnosis, and you are listening to me, or you are standing for somebody, the power of God cannot be limited. There is no distance barrier. And the Lord that gave me this special grace. He will confirm it in the life of every sick person. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray that that sickness will disappear mysteriously. Amen. Amen. We wake up and discover it is no longer there. Amen. Amen. The name of, the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. From this moment. The Bible says he began to amend. Let mm -hmm. every sick person from this moment begin to amend. Yes. Amen. Begin to amend. Yes. Lord. Your healing has started now. Yes. Amen. Your healing has started now. Amen. The healing power of God has been released upon you. Amen. Healing power is working right now. Yes. Amen. And it will keep on working until every symptom of sickness and disease has disappeared. Amen. And you will have wonderful testimonies. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Reverend, and thank you for the word administration.